Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Samech Aleph. Today's daf has been dedicated by Nisan and Penina for the refuah shelema of their son Avraham ben Penina ben Nisan Mogadam. El narefana lo, el narefana lo, el narefana lo. Ufwata nefesh, ufwata guf. Ufwato kerewala bo vechenyi rason venomar amem. Today's daf is being studied. Ya'ilun ishmat hacham baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenichem began oiden. Amen. We are going to begin today on Daf Samich Amud Bet, and we are going to start two lines from the bottom. We read in yesterday's Gemara an opinion of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said that if a person was counting his 2,000 amot for his home, and it took him into the middle of a city, so he must stop at that point. He does not get the entire city. Unless his 2,000 amot encompasses the entire city. Meaning that his 2,000 amot take him to the end of the city. Then he said the whole city is considered four amot. And therefore he could just subtract four amot from the home and then continue uh, beyond the city. So when... He made that statement, came a rabbi, Rav Idi, and he said, in elu biut. He said, this is nothing short of a prophecy. Because what's the, what's the difference? Which means either you consider the city like Fu'amot in all cases, or you consider it as full footage uh, in all cases. What's the difference if you reached half of it, or you could span the whole city? So the Gemara now is going to say, no, indeed, Rav Idi has a Tanaic source for what he said. So the Gemara says, Amar Ravah, Ravah said, Tarvayu Taninhi. Both cases were stated. Now, just to give you the Lashon of the Gemara, Kalta Midato Bahatsi Ya'ir, and Kalta Midato Besof Ha'ir. Meaning, where his measurement ends in the middle of the city, or his measurement ends outside of the city. Both, she taught, were mentioned in Tanayak source. Why? Because it says, and Ir Gedola. You have the people of Ir Gedola, of a big city. Mehalkin it called Ir Ketana. They're able to walk the entire Ir Ketana. We're talking about over here where the Ir Gedola. It's 2,000 amot will encompass the entire Irkitana that is next to it. So we're talking about you have a big city next to a small city. Obviously it has to be Kote Ravuna that we learned earlier between 141 amot of each other in order to consider them one. So you can walk from the end of uh, the big city. So it will encompass the entire small city. So that will be Mutar Ve'en and She'ir Kitana. However, the Ir Ketana cannot walk the entire Ir Gedola. 
Why? Because they don't encompass the whole city. Their 2,000 hours will take them somewhere in the middle of Ir Gedola. So then we see the concept. We have a picture of this. Okay, that would be picture 230. Okay? Where you see from the Ir Gedola, that's the city on the left, that takes the 2,000 to the small city, to the end of the small city. So that city... We're going to say now the Gemara is going to be considered like for Amot. Whereas the small city on the right, it's 2,000 Amot from the end of that city. will take you somewhere in the middle of the city. And the Mishnah says that you stop at that point. So you see the Yoshua's Deen was actually said in a Mishnah. And the Gemara explains it. The Gemara says, What's the logic? What's the reason? Lab Mishum. The Hiluk must be where the measurement ends. Meaning, one measurement ends in the middle of the city, so you have to stop there, and one ends at the end of the city, so therefore you have the whole city. So comes the Gemara and says, How is the B.E.D. going to learn this Mishnah? Because he was the one that said, In Elu he said it's a prophecy. What do you mean prophecy? It's a Beferush Mishnah. says, Ravidi will say, Anshe, Anshe, Tani. Meaning he'll learn it as if it says that in both cases you're allowed to walk the whole city. Meaning, Anshe, Aida, Gedola, and Anshe, Ir, Ketana. Both have the same deen. He had a different text in his Mishnah. His Mishnah said, just like Anshe, Ir, Gedola, can walk the whole Eir Ketana, and Sheir Ketana can walk the whole Eir Gedola. What's his logic? And he'll have to establish the Mishnah Benoten, meaning we're talking about a case where the fellow put his Eruv in the other city. Meaning, the guy in the Eir Gedola put his Eruv in the Eir Ketana, that's why it's considered for Amot. And the guy in the Air Ketana put in Airuv in the Air Gedola. That's why it's considered for Amot. Meaning, if you didn't put your Airuv, then you just get 2,000 Amot wherever it takes you. The Hidush is that when you put your Airuv in the subsequent city, so that city becomes your Shivita, and that city all becomes one. So that's the way he's learning the Mishnah. He's learning the Mishnah that you have both cities. Why? Because both cities have the Iruv of the guy. And really, if you look at the Lashon of the Mishnah, it's Meduyekev like Rabbi Eidi. Because the next part of the Mishnah says, Ketzad, Heniyah Irubo Be'ir Ketana. If you put your Iruv in the Ir Ketana, or if you put your Iruv in the Ir Gedola, so in the Lashon of the Mishnah, it's Mashma like Rabbi Eidi. Aval, Moded, Lotenan. But regarding Modeh, where you're just measuring 2,000 Amah, that's not the case of the Mishnah. Meaning if you're just counting 2,000 Amah, it puts you wherever you end. You don't get four Amot of the whole city. Ella, the only reason why you're getting the whole city in this case, because it's a specific case where you put your Eruv before Shabbat in that uh, city. So the Gemara says, Velo. You're saying that we don't have a Tanaic source for what Rabbi Yeshua taught us? That makes a difference between Kalta Betochair and Kalta Besofair? Behatenan. We have a Mishnah. Mishnah says, Ulmoded Sheamru. 
regarding the modid, in the one that measures 2,000 amma from where he is, notnim lo alpayim amma. We give him 2,000 amma. That even if his, his 2,000 end in a me'ara, which means they end in a cave. So, that she says, Ulmodid, her guy's counting 2,000 Let's say it's 2,000 in the middle of a cave. You can't go further. That's where you're stuck. You're stuck in the middle of the cave. Alma, kalta midato He's from this fact that you're telling me when you end by the cave, it's like, for example, ending in the middle of the city. That's why you stop over there. Implying that what? That if you end uh, at the end of a city, you'll be able to get the whole city. So therefore, the Gemara is now asking to be Yeshua. You came along and gave me a deen. It's a Mishnah. Which means, what did you say, Divrenivyut over here? I'm not sorry, he didn't say Divrenivyut. He made a statement. He made a statement that there's a difference between kalta betochair and kalta besofair. So the Rabbi uh, Yeshua made the statement of Eidi came along and said, "In the end of the Rebiut." So the question first of all, why is it the Rebiut? Is the Mishnah that talks about a modid, and the modid he didn't put his iruva in the cave. So we say yeah, he, he put he have the iruva wherever you are. You walk two thousand amah. If it takes you to the cave, that's like the middle of the city. That's where you're stuck. So that would be similar to what? person walking in the middle of the city, and that's where he's uh, stuck. Implying that what? That if it took him maybe to the end of a uh, cave, so he would have the, the, whole, uh, the whole cave. Because only took him to Tuch Me'ara, the middle of the Me'ara. Implying if you say you get the whole Me'ara, so therefore that concept was really written in a Mishnah. So number one, Rav Eidi, why did you say it's the Vrin And number two, Rav Yoshua, what did you have to say it for? It's, it's a Bifirush Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Sofa'id is Tarikhale, Delotenan. Yeah, he needed, to tell you, he needed to tell you the other side. The Mishnah only tells you when you land in Betuch Me'ara. But what about the case where you end Besof Me'ara? He only told you one, the Mishnah only tells you one half of the equation. We want to know the other half, which is a significant half, where when you span the whole city, so then already the whole city is considered Arba Amod. So the Mishnah teaches the case of Betuch and the Yeshua came along and said, even so far he got the old case. Amar of Nahman. Man detani anshe lo mishtabesh. The opinion that says anshe, meaning that would be the opinion of an Eidi that learns anshe anshe, meaning anshe ayir gedola walked the whole city, and anshe ketana walked the whole city because they put their eruv in the subsequent city. So the text that has that is not mishtabesh, meaning it's a proper text. It's not wrong. And the opinion like Rabbi Yoshua that says En Anshe Ha'ir Ketana Mehalech Etair Gedola, right? En Anshe Ha'ir Ketana Malchin Et Kol Ha'ir Gedola. According to that opinion, it says En Anshe. How? The first case is Anshe Ha'ir Gedola Malchin Et Kol Ha'ir Ketana. En Anshe Ha'ir Ketana. So that text also is not wrong. Both have sources. So the Gemara says, <laughs> The opinion says, meaning both. 
Gedolah can walk the whole Ketana. And the Ketanah can walk the whole Gedolah. Lo Mishtabesh, you know why? Demokim la Benotin. Because they'll establish the Mishnah talking about Benotin, where they put in the Eruv in the subsequent city. And since you put the Eruv in that city, in fact, they're in that city, therefore the whole city is considered Arba'amot. Uman detani en anche, lo Mishtabesh, Demokim la Bemodid. They'll learn the Mishnah's don't stop talking about where you put in the Eruv in the other city. So about Modid, where you just. Measuring 2,000 amma from where your eruv is, the guy's in the field, he counts, 2,000 amma, takes you to the middle of the city, stop. Takes you to the end of the city, the whole city is yours, because it's considered for Amod. Only problem is, according to that text, the next part of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says, Ketzad, if you put your eruv in the big city, now according to this opinion, what do you mean if you put your eruv in the big city? We're not talking about putting an eruv in the big city or the small city, we're talking about Modid. So how's he going to learn the next part of that Mishnah? So the Gibran says, no problem, the Hasurim Mihsara Ba'aki Katani. We have to say Hasurim Mihsara. We have to say the Mishnah is missing some words over there. And we'll say it like this. And Shia Ir Gidola. Malkin is called Ir Katana. The big city can walk the whole small city. Because it, it is, uh, it spans the whole city. But the Ir Katana that ends in the middle of the Gidola, they cannot walk in the whole Gidola. This is only talking about where he was measuring. But if it was a case where they put their Eruv in the other city, So therefore, he will just learn to a Hasurim Mehsara how to understand the second part of that Mishnah. So when that Mishnah mentioned putting your Eruv, that's a different case. We're talking about Modid. Modid, if it gets you to the middle of the city, stop. It gets you to the end of the city, you have the whole city. That's what you're talking about where you're measuring, meaning you're measuring from your Eruv. But if you place your Eruv in the big city, you get the whole city. Or you place your Eruv in the small city, then you get the whole city because it's considered Fuamu, because that's where your Eruv is. Amar Rav Yosef. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, Amar Rami Barhamma, Amar Rav Huna. Okay, new case. You have a city that's by the Sfat Nahal. Oh, picture. Okay, so I'll explain it to you. It's on an incline. Let's say you have a, um, a, uh, a valley. It goes all the way down. And you have this city that's at the bottom. And it's right at the edge of the Nahal. It's by, let's say, a river, by water. And... Uh, in order to be considered a city, the Gemara is going to tell us it has to have a uh, a protected, uh, normal settlement. Now, when you're living like that on the incline, it's very dangerous because the people could fall in the unprotected areas into the into the water, into the Nahal. So, therefore, what they have to do to make the city a legitimate city is they have to put a wall. At least for a mot high around the city over there to protect it, and then it'll be considered a legal city, and then we'll give it all the laws of tum, meaning you get two thousand amma from the end of the city. If it's not protected because of the dangerous position that it's in, it's not considered a city. And if it's not considered a city, then you don't get two thousand amma from the end of the city. Then you're just going to get two thousand amma from each guy's house, which means you're on your own. The benefit of having a city is you judge the Eruv, the Tehomin, from the end of the city, right? The borders of the city. Even 17, two-thirds Amma outside that. But if it's not 
a yeshuv, if it's not a settlement that is a protected settlement, it would be compared to like what we said earlier, if you have a bunch of huts, a hut community. So he said, that's not considered houses over there, that's not considered a normal settlement, so therefore you go from each house. So you have a picture of that, uh, Stephen? Okay, where's that? No on scrolls? Okay, well, yeah, okay, you see it uh, with the, you, you see this, yeah, this is with the two cities of Gedan and Hamtan. Okay, so, yeah, it's, it's similar to this, it's similar to this, where you have, let's say, the bottom city over here. Alright, which we're going to see in a moment, the, the, the scenario. That has to be protected, that's what he's going to say. So let's read that inside. He says like this. Amar, I start again. Amar of Yosef, Amar of Abba, Amar of Yosef, Amar if it has around the city of Mechitza, Arba'a, right, for Ammot, uh, really should say uh, Arba'a, that's the text, So then already you can measure from Sfat Al-Naham, you can, you can measure it from the end of the, uh, of the city. Meaning, meaning, I'll explain it like this, the whole city will be considered for Ammot. I mean, not only do you measure from, from it, from the end of the city, but for example, let's say people going into the city. It will be considered one city, therefore the city is considered, Al-Bamut, you can carry, or you can walk, I should say, the whole entire city, as we'll see in the case now. So the Gemara says, You count from the border, meaning the whole city is considered like Arba Amut. And if somebody walks into that city, according to what we're just learning now, right? So therefore the whole city now becomes Arba Amot. So the Gemara says, Ve'im lav, but let's say there's no Mechitza around it, En modidin la. So we do not measure the tomb from the end of the city, But we measure it from every person's house. That's where his Eruv uh, becomes. Why? Because it's not considered a uh, safe settlement. Being that it's, people will not walk in those areas around the Nahal because they're scared that they're going to fall into it. So if you cannot unite the city as one. So Amar le so Abayeh tells them Yosef, Daka arba amot amart lan ala, you're teaching now a solo of a daka. Daka is like the fence. So what are you talking about? You taught us above regarding putting that fence. You remember we talked about putting a daka in front of the ladder. So the Gemara says, Which means, till now, when we talked about Dakka, these fences, they were only Fort Tifahim. And you put a little Dakka in front of the ladder of Fort Tifahim. Now you tell me you have to put a Dakka, a fence around the city of Fort Amut. Why does this Dakka have to be higher than the Dakka that we talked about on the previous daf? Gemara says, we need to a different concept. Gemara says, Amar lehatam lo bi'ita tashmishta. Over there, it wasn't that you were afraid, you were afraid to use that area. The purpose of that daka was for what? To show separation. Which means, when you had a chatser, and you had certain people in the chatser that wanted to show that they're not part of the chatser, so we said, you put this small little entrance in front of the ladder, or in front of the chatser, to show that what? They misalek themselves. It was, it was a symbol of Siluk. However, over here, the four Amot, the that you're putting around the city, is not symbolic. This is to show that the city is protected in order to be a city. Because over there, lo bi'ita tashmishta. 
There, it's not because they're scared to use the area. You're not building a protective fence. You're building a heker fence to show that what? We're misalek ourselves from the hatser. But shake it over here, it's got to be fu'amot because it's serving a different purpose. This is serving to protect the city, the people from falling into the, into the water. They're scared to use the back area of the city because it's on this slope. So that when you put the gate up, it'll alleviate that problem. So now the Gemara is going to bring a source for this. Amar of Yosef. How do I know that the tomb of the city is dependent on this wall? So this is the Tanya, because we have a Braita. Hitir Rabbi, Rabbi was Matir, allowed. Shiyehu bene geder yordin lehametan. Ve'en bene hametan olin legeder. Two cities. Here's where you have your picture in your art school. Geder was on top of the mountain, and on the bottom of the mountain was hamtan. So the Gebra says, Rabbi allowed the people of Geder to go to Hamtan, but not the people of Hamtan to go up on Shabbat, we're talking, together. Why is this so? So the Gemara analyzes. What's the reason why uh, this is so? Lav Mishum, Dehane Avudaka. Dehane Lo Avudaka. The difference is because the uh, one city made a daka, they made this uh, protective fence, and one city did not. Meaning, the city of Geder, which is the top city, they made a daka. Since they made the daka, the whole city of Geder is considered for Amut. So where do they start counting their Eru from? They can count their Eru from the end. Meaning, therefore, even if a person all the way at the end of Gedir, or the top of the mountain, he could walk all the way to the end of the city, and from there he could start his 2,000 Amma. Technically, he could go 1,996, because the city will be considered for Amot. But the point is, that will get him all the way to Hamtan, to the end of Hamtan. So therefore we allow the... And Hamtan must not have been... Right, the picture, we'll see the picture in a minute. The In the city of Hamtan must not have been fenced. It was by the valley there, it was on the low, low edging, low lying area. So it's dangerous. And therefore it's not considered for Amut. And therefore the guys at the back of Hamtan, the lowest lying area, if they're going to walk they're not going to be able to make it all the way into the whole Geder. They might be able to make it to the beginning of Geder, but they're not going to be able to make it to the, to the end. So they will Oser Geder to Hamtan, but not Hamtan to Geder. Why would it depend on this concept? Did they have a protective wall around it or not? Now let's look at the, the, uh, the pictures. Okay, I have it. I have it. Siud Aleph in the art scroll. I'm sure you have it in uh, your books as well. You see Gedid on top. Well, you can remember it. Gedid has a Gedid. Gedid has the fence. It has the protective wall. So therefore, you see where you're measuring the 2,000 from the end of Gedid, and you're going all the way down, 
and you'll make it, you'll span the whole entire Hamtan. Right. The other guys in Hamtan, they don't have a protective wall around it. So therefore, they count from the back of the city. Right? So it's from the, from the last house, let's say. That's the land, that's the furthest guy. And therefore, you count 2,000, it takes you just to the beginning of Gedir. So what, what, why the Chiluk? Why these guys can go to the Hamtan, these guys cannot go to Gedir? And must be the difference is what Nabi Yosef taught us. Do they have the fence around it or not? So the Gemara is going to give a few different interpretations. That's his interpretation, but we can give a different interpretation. Gemara says, Ki Ravdimi. When Ravdimi came, he says, no, no, no. That's not the interpretation of the Braita. It's got nothing to do with halachic rationale here. It was a separate incident over there why they let the Gedid guys go to Hamtan and let the Hamtan guys go to Gedid. Nothing to do with halakha. Amar, he said, Tatruge me tatrege lehu bene Gedid lebne Hamtan. The people of Gedid used to attack and murder the people of Hamtan. There was violence between the two cities, mainly Gedid beating up on Hamtan. Umay hitir, and what does it mean that the was matir them to go to Hamtan? It's not hitir, it's not a halachic hitir, it's really hitkin. He made a takanai, made a rabbinical enactment. That what? They can go to Hamtan, but Hamtan cannot go to them. Umay Shabbat. So why do you only make this takana on Shabbat? So it says, Dishki haba shikhrut. Because on Shabbat people get drunk. And therefore the concern was that we don't want the people of Hamtan going to Gedir, because the guys in Gedir on Shabbat are drunk. And what are they going to do? They're violent with these people. So therefore, they don't want Hamtan to be on Shabbat by Gedir. Nothing to do with Halakhot. Just because it's a Sakanat Nefesh. So the Gemara says, okay, so the opposite way should also be a problem. Ki But by allowing Gedir to go to Hamtan, they'll also kill them over there. So the Gemara says, no. A rule. Kalba belo mate shavshenin lo nabah. A dog that's out of its place for seven years won't bark. Which means, these guys of Gedir, they only had their uh, violence and their confidence when they were in Gedir. But when they're home field, exactly. But when they're out, so when they're away in Hamet, in Hamtan, uh, they're not going to murder anybody. So the Gemara says, okay. So the opposite might happen. The opposite, now that these guys in Gedir are in Hamtan, Hamtan is going to take revenge against them. Because they were in their home field, they'll uh, attack. Which means, B'nai Gedir were not so subjugated to B'nai Hamtan. Which means, even in Hamtan, B'nai Gedir were able to hold their own. They were not subjugated to B'nai Hamtan. Therefore, we weren't concerned that B'nai Hamtan are going to kill them. So, therefore, according to this interpretation, Stam, it was a takana of B'nai So, that's the second interpretation of the Gedir and Hamtan story. Third explanation. Rav Safra Amar, Rav Safra said, Ir ha'asuya tekeshetafai. So he comes along and says, the city of Hamtan was a city that was made like a bow. Remember we learned uh, earlier in the Masechet, in the Sperek, that when you have a city that's uh, constructed like a 
uh, bow. So we said, it depends. If where the bowstring is, you have more than 4,000 amah, so you don't count the tum from the bowstring, you count it from the keshet. So that's the case where Hamtan was. Hamtan was the bow. And what? The bowstring area that's in front of it was more than 4,000 amah. So you can only carry from the from the further part, you can't carry from the uh, closer part, you have to carry from back in the bow itself, because that's the law, I mean, the beginning of the bow, not by the bow string, by the beginning of the cushion, but not where the string is, back where it begins, look at the picture, look at the picture, uh, you have it in your art scrolls, I have it as Siyur Bet, you see Hamtan is a bow, it spans more than 4,000 amma. so the 2,000 of Hamtan, if you count 2,000 amma from the bow, it's from the, take the bow from the point. Not the back of the bow, the front of the bow. That's what we learned earlier, the front of the bow. So, not the yetir. The yetir is the bow string. That's the, that's the, remember the picture? Go, go back to the picture. Give me what number? 202. 202. Please go to 202 so I can explain this to you again. Here. You see the bow over here, boys? The shape like a Keshet 202. Mm-hmm. So the bowstring is the front, in front of all that airspace. If this is more than 4,000 amma, you do not make your tomb from that point. You have to count your tomb from the from the back wall, not the not the outer back wall, the the first wall of the inner Keshet over there. So therefore, that Hamtan looked like this. Now, if Hamtan looked like this, if you're going to count 2,000 amma from the bow, it'll take you to the beginning of Gedir. So therefore you cannot carry, you cannot walk, I should say, from Hamtan to Gedir, because you're not going to be able to walk the whole Gedir. However, Gedir, you were able to walk, Gedir was a regular city. Therefore Gedir's 2,000 amma will take you to the entire uh, uh, Hamtan. So that's the way he explains the case. Look at your pictures now. If you walk from Hamtan, Hamtan would take you to Gedid, but not the whole Gedid. It would take you to one point of Gedid. However, if you walk from Gedid to Hamtan, it would span the whole city, and therefore you would not have a problem. So that's why one city was permissible to the other, and the other was not. Because they were worried if you let the guys from Hamtan walk to Gedid, they might walk the whole Gedid. They can't. They can only walk up to a certain point. They don't have the whole city. Masha'egin, the people of Gedir, they're counting their 2,000 amma from outside the city. So they can walk all the way to Hamtan, to the, through Hamtan, to the back of Hamtan. So therefore, that, exactly. So therefore they had no problems. That's the third interpretation of the Gedir and Hamtan story. Now we give the fourth answer to explain the Gedan and Hamtan story. Kamsi Gamaran says, which means they allowed them to walk to Gedid. Which means they allowed them to walk, but just to the tip of Gedid. They didn't let them walk further. But the Gedid people would walk to Hamtan, the whole thing, because the 2000 Amma ended at the end. No, no, that, that's one interpretation. So here we say no. Yeah, new story. Which is the third interpretation of Gedal. Let's review the three interpretations. First interpretation, defense. Did they have the protective fence around it or not? Second interpretation, nothing to do with halakha. 
That's to do with violence. Third interpretation, nothing to do with that's got to do with the bow. Meaning, the bow put them, 2,000 Amma put them at the beginning of Gedir. So that's what they were able to walk into. When the people of Gedir had 2,000 Amma from outside the city, they put them all the way to the end of Hamtan. Fourth interpretation. Yeah, no, Hamtan was, that's what you say, fact, that's what it was. And therefore, you just want to say that, that, that you're telling you that you're restricting that area. I mean, you're counting your 2,000 from a further point, from further end. So therefore, you're not going to get to the end. If, if you would count it from the bowstring, you'd make it to, uh, to Gedir. And you, you might get the whole gathered. That's what I was telling you. It was a bow. It was a bow. There was four thousand amma by the bowstring, so you can't count it from there. You have to count it from a a point in, and therefore it only gets you, like you see in the picture, to the beginning of gather. Fourth answer. He says, hey, you know what this case of gather and hamtam was? It's the classic case that we've been learning earlier. Of Ir Gedola and Ir Ketana. Meaning, the Ir Gedola, it encountered 2000 Amma, which was Gedir, Ir Gedola. You were able to get to Hamtan and go through the whole thing. Hamtan was the Ir Ketana. But the Ir Ketana of Hamtan, when you'd walk it, you would not get, it would put you somewhere in the middle of Gedir. So therefore, since you spend the whole Hamtan, for Amut, like we learned according to the Yoshua, you get the whole city. Mashi'enke, the people of Hamtan, which was a small city, when they walked to Gedir, it put them somewhere in the middle of Gedir, had to stop right over there. So this would be a case of Kaltambi Dato Betokair, or Kaltambi Dato Besofair. If you want to look at the picture of that, this is a nice picture, I have Siyud Gimal in the art scroll there. You see, Hamtan is the small city. You see, their 2,000 amount puts them somewhere in the middle of Gedir. Whereas the people of Gedir, their tomb puts them, 2,000 amount covers the whole Hamtan. Just look at the arrows. You see? I will explain that to you, Marcelo, so you can understand this. Try to understand it? No. Okay. You see here, you're going from Hamtan, right? Hamtan, the 2,000 amount starts here. From the arrow going up. Where does it take you? To the middle of Gedid. Yeah. So you stop over there. Yeah. The people of Gedid, the home starts over here. It'll take you to the whole Hamtan. So then we have the whole, uh, the whole city. So it's Ir Gedola and Ir Ketana. Yeah, like the Kedid of Yoshua. Kaltami Dato Betokair, Kaltami Dato. So that's four explanations to this case. Comes the Gemara and says, Who's right? Ravkana Matne Hache. Ravkana learnt like this. So we have, which means, one rabbi, that's Nafkana, he learned the case, that's talking about what? That it's made like a keshit. That's made like a bow. That's why he interpreted the two, the two cities. And what? Who are these two rabbis? It's Nafkana, right? Nafkana, matnehakeh. Like we learned above, that the case was talking about, it was made like a keshit. Or it was made like, il gedolan, il katana. And of Tabiyomeh, Matnehakhe. Rav Safra explains. Rav Safra, Rav Dimibar Hainana, Hadamar Irasuakikeshet Havai. One says it was a city made like a bow. The Hadamar, Ancheir Ketana, the Ancheir Gedola Havai. So therefore, Safik, each rabbi learned it differently. 
It's one out of the four interpretations that we said. No, you cannot count. If this is more than 4,000 Amah, even though these guys can walk to this point, we still did not count the Eru from the bowstring. Only if this was less than 4,000 Amah. Even though they can walk there in all cases. But since this is more than 4,000 Amah, they can only walk to 2,000 here. It's not overlapping. So therefore we counted it from the uh, beginning. Okay, we start the... 198 is the picture. If you want to go 198, you probably see a better picture. Okay, we'll take it to 198 here. That's where he sees more than 4,000 or less than 4,000 from there. Okay, we go to the new Mishnah. Okay, new Mishnah. Anshe ir gedola. This is exactly what we were just discussing in the beginning of today's daf. This is the Mishnah. Anshe ir gedola. The people of the big city, Malchin, it's called ir ketana. They're able to walk the whole ir ketana. The anshe ir ketana, Malchin, it's called ir gedola. And the people of the ir ketana can walk the whole ir gedola. Obviously, our text is following Rabbi Eidi. Because our Mishnah is telling you both the Ir Gedolahs can walk the Kitanahs and the Kitanah can walk the Gedolah. Obviously, that's the way Rabbi Eidi explained. Because he's talking about when you put the Eruv in the other city. Because according to the text of Rabbi Yoshua, he would say, Ve'en Ansheh, Ir Kitanah, Me'alchin, Et Ir Gedolah. So therefore, the, our text follows Rabidi, uh, fine. Ketzad, what's the case? Nishaya bi'ir gedola, v'natanet irubo, bi'ir ketana, somewhere was in the ir gedola, but he put his iruv in the ir ketana, then the ir ketana is going to be considered for amot, or the opposite. Bi'ir ketana, v'natanet irubo, bi'ir gedola, I was in the ir ketana, and he put his iruv in the ir gedola, me'alech et kula, you get the whole city, so the opinion of Hakamim is very important to keep in mind. They're saying you don't have to be in the city to get before Amot leniency. So long as you put your Eruv there before Shabbat, even though you're outside the city, but you don't have to physically be there. I mean, you don't have to be a resident technically of the city to get the four Amot Heter. So long as you put your Eruv there before Shabbat, you're okay. You're considered a resident technically, and therefore for you that city is considered Arba'amot. That's Shitat Hakamim. Rabbi Akiva Omer, En lo ela memakom erubo alpaim amma. He says, no, 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 no. Doesn't work that way. He says, yeah, wherever your eruv is, to the middle of the city, count 2,000 amma from that point. You don't get the four amot heter. Rabbi Akiva holds, the only time you get the Deen of Fuamot, if you were there. You gotta be there. You can't put an Eruv there and get this Eter. That's the Mahlouk Deen Hakamim and Rabbi Akiva. Hakamim will tell you, if you're there, for certain. Even if you sent an Eruv to the city, you get the Fuamot Eter. Well, Rabbi Akiva says no. Sending your Eruv there? No, it's a regular 2,000. From the Eruv, of course. But bottom line, if the city is uh, 1,500 Amah, it's gonna cost you 1,500 Amah. You can only walk 500 amah outside the city. Amar lahen Rabbi Akiba. So Rabbi Akiba is trying to now impress upon the hachamim. His shita. You don't, don't you agree to me? A guy puts his eruv in a cave. Before Shabbat. She'en lo ela memakom erubo Alpaim Amma, that from the cave you count two thousand Amma, and that's where, and that's where you end off. Which means you don't consider the cave 
as for Amot, which means the cave might span 1500 Amma long, doesn't matter. You cancel where the Eruv is in the cave, and you walk 2000 Amma wherever it puts you. So don't you agree to me in that case? So what's the difference between the cave or the city? Bottom line, you count 2000 Amma, and you don't get the whole area. So the rabbis say, yes, we agree to you by the cave, but the cave is different. Why? She says, Amrulo, the rabbi told me Akiva, Ematai, when is that law of the cave correct? When the cave is not fit for residency, when there's no dwellers in the cave. Therefore, it's not considered for Amot. We agree, you count 2,000. Aval, yes, but the Yurin, but if it's fit for residence, Mehalech et Kula vehutsala alpaim ama. You'd be able to walk to the end of the cave and start your 2,000 ama from there. So really the Hakim will come along to say, you're right, there is no difference. If the cave has residence like a city, you get the four amot in the cave as well. And therefore you count the whole cave, walk to the end of the cave, 1,500 amma, it's four amot. Start your 2,000, chutzala. Just like we say in the city. Oh, the case we agreed to you in, we agreed to if it's not fit for, for residence, then already, you're right, then you get 2,000 amma, you know, straight, uh, straight footage. So comes again, what the stand concludes and says, Nimsa comes out, Kal tocha me'al gaba. Comes out, we find a leniency in the cave, as opposed to over the cave. Which means, in the cave, you can get a leniency of what? For amot, if it's fit for residency. Whereas on the cave, you don't, uh, no one dwells on top of the cave. On top of the cave, it's clear, it's 2,000... It's a straight amot. You don't get any hitidim. So we find that hit, uh, a leniency of being in the cave as opposed to being out of the cave. Comes the Mishnah and says, Ulmoded she'amru notnim alpayim amma she'afilu sof midato kale bebe'ara. Which means, Ulmoded. A guy that's measuring his 2,000 uh, amma. The 2,000 amma end where they end. Even if they put him in the middle of a cave, that's where he ends. Now, what is this coming to teach? Just look at the last Rashi in the Mishnah. Two lines on the bottom. Even though we just turned the Hakamim are lenient. They say if you put your Eruv in the city, that city becomes for Amot. But they do agree. Let's say you put Sha'iruv in the middle of the field. So now they agree, well Yaruv is where it is. It's not in the city, it's in the field. So you count two thousand Allah. Wherever it takes you, it takes you. If you happen to land in the middle of a Mehara, even if that Mehara is fit for resident, doesn't matter. The whole Eter was what? Either when your Shivita was in the city, or in the Me'ara, or your Eruv was there. But if your Eruv is somewhere else, and you're just being more dead, so now you end up in the cave, so she says, Even if he ends up in a cave that has dwellers, So and that's, that's clarity to what we learned earlier, how this, uh, how this exactly works. So for that matter, According to the Hachamim, if let's say you ended up in the middle of a city, for that matter where there was dwellers, 
That's it. You stop. That's it. Because you, you, you weren't there, and Yairuf wasn't there. The only time Hakamim give you the city is if you were there or Yairuf. Rabbi Akhir is even more strict. He says, to get the city, you got to be there before Shabbat. Sending your Eruv there before, does not help you. It's straight 2,000 Amah. Now the Gemara analyzes our cases. Comes the Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda Mar Shemuel. Rabbi Yehuda says the name of Shemuel. Shabbat Be'ir Hareva. Let's say a guy, Erev Shabbat, he made his Shemitah in a desolate city. It has walls around the city, but there's no dwellers. The city is abandoned. Okay? That's where he made his Shemitah. Be'ir, Hareva. Be'rabbanan, me'alechet kula v'chutzra atayim amma. Hachamim come along and say, that's a city. And you get fu'amot, the whole city, and you can walk from the outside the city, 2,000 Amma. Incidentally, Rashi says, even though Akira would agree in this case. Because bottom line, you were there. I don't care if it was desolate. Bottom line, it was a city. There was residents there once. So therefore, it's okay. The, the, the reason why it chose this case is not for to show us a haluk between Rabbi Akiva and Hakamim. The next case will be the case where you see the difference. This case, everybody would agree. Because you were there, the whole city is for Amun. Ah, Heniyah et erubo bi'ir hareba. But if you put your eruv in that city before Shabbat, and lo mimekom erubo elah al taim amma, which means in that case over there where you put your eruv in the city, the Mishnah or the Biudavish was telling you, you count from your eruv, you count the eruv exactly how much two thousand will take you, uh, and that's where it ends. Now, what's the logic here? Hachamim told us in the Mishnah that you usually go with the city for Amot if you put Yairuv there. That's only a city that has dwellers. But since this city is Harev, so even the Hachamim are going to say, if you put Yairuv there, you only count 2,000 Amah from the, that spot itself. So there's a Hiluk now between the type of city you put Yairuv in. Hachamim are not just lenient in all cases. If there's dwellers in the city, the whole city is for Amot. This case is Eid Hareva. If you were there, take the whole city. You put your Eruv there, now 2,000 Amma from the Eruv. That's the Yehuda Mar Shimuel's statement the way he understands Shittat Hakamin. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi El Azar Omer. Comes Rabbi El Azar and said, Ehad Shabbat, or Shabbat, the Ehad Hiniyah. Rabbi Eliezer comes along and says, Rabbi Eliezer comes along and says, Hakamim are more lenient than that. Hakamim hold, even in a city that doesn't have residents, it's Hareva, whether you were there, whether you put Sha'iruv there, it's for Amot. So he has a much more lenient reading of Shitat Hakamim. So comes the Gemara and says, Meti based on the Est on Rabbi Eliezer. This is a quote from Well, you don't agree to me that in the Me'ara, you don't get the whole Me'ara. You walk 2,000 Amma from the Eruv itself. So the rabbis answered him back, yeah, of course. Because that's in Me'ara that's talking about where there's no dwellers. 
Correct? Implying that what? Ha be'en ba'diurim modile. Which means implying that what? When there's no diurim, he agrees. You count 2,000 from the Eruv. That was the whole chanuk of the Hachamim. Yeah, what do I agree with you by the Me'ara? Because there's no dwellers there. So therefore, how could you say the Hachamim hold that if you put Sha'iruv in a place where there's no dwellers, it's considered for Amot? On the contrary, the Mishnah, they made that Hiluk. They answered Rabbi Akiva and they told him, what are you talking? The case of the Me'ara where you get 2,000 because no one's living in the Me'ara. But if there was dwellers in the Me'ara, you get the whole Me'ara, 2,000. But you see, Hachamim make a Hiluk between Yesh the Yurim, and then the Yurim. So how could you come along to be Al-Ghazar and say, Hakamim say the Yurim don't matter. Even if you put the Yurim in a city that was not settled with the Yurim, it's Fu'amut. I mean, the Mishnah seemingly goes against that. So the Gemara says, now we can explain that. The Bialas, I can answer that. My en badi Yurim. What did it mean when it said, in the cave, it did not have dwellers? It's not fit for dwellers. Meaning you don't need actual dwellers and residents. All it needs to be is fit for residency. Why isn't the cave fit? So we're talking about, let's say, one of the walls of the, uh, the Me'ara came down. And therefore, in such a case, it's not Ra'ui to live there. Point being like this. A regular city that has walls. Even though there's no people there, it's fit for residency, that's enough. Nobody's there, it doesn't matter. Put your roof there, all to these four amot. Yeah, but Hakamim talked about yes, deurim, and deurim. No, no, they don't mean actual deurim. They mean fit for deurim or not. So that's why Nabi Hazar will have to interpret Amishnah. Comes the Gemara and says, Tashema. We're going to go bring a proof now from a Braita to the way the Biudamar Shimwe learns the Shitat Hakamim. The Buddha Mashmei learned the Shitab Hakamim that it goes with residents. Not with fit for residents, it's got to have residents. If it has residents, you put your roof there, Fa'amot. You put your roof there, there's no residents, doesn't count. That's from that spot. Proof from the Braita. Tashema. Shabbat Bi'ir. I made a Shemitah in a city. Afilu hi gedolak ka'antiyokhya. Even if it's big, big like the city of uh, Antiochia. The Me'ara, if let's say, he puts a Shavita in a cave. Even if it's like the cave of Sitkiyah Melech Yehuda. What was about that cave? So that she tells us a little history here. She says, Me'ara Sitkiyah, because guy was one of the kings. It was a very big cave. That was an underground cave that Sitkiyah used to escape Jerusalem when Nebuchadnezzar came to destroy. So therefore he escaped to an underground Me'ara. So they call that Me'arat Sitkiyah. Even if a guy made his Shivita in a gigantic cave like Me'arat Sitkiyah, what's the deen? Me'alech et kulav hotzalapayim amma. That cave or that city. It's considered for Amot. That's where he made a Shivita. And he can walk 2,000 Amah outside of it. That's what the writer says, yeah? So now the Gemara analyzes. Katani, it states, Ir dumyad me'ara. It put two cases together. Ir and a me'ara. Right? It's putting two cases together. A big city or a cave. So the Gemara says, Must be the city is compared to the cave. Ma me'ara hareva. Just like we're talking about a cave. In the Braita, that nobody was living in it. 
Af'ir Hareva. So most people were talking also about a city that also had no dwellers. And what's the deen? Veshavat'in. And only because you were in the city before Shabbat do you get the four Amot. Abal lo. But if you put Yeruv there, it will not work. So the Gemara is good. Now we understand the case. Who's the, who's the author? Mani. Who's the author? Ilema Rabbi Akiba. If you're going to tell me the author is Rabbi Akiba, that says what? That when you put your Eruv in a place, it's not Koneh, my Iriya Hareva. Why do you have to pick a case where it's Harev? According to Rabbi Akiba, according to Rabbi Akiba, even if you put your Eruv in a place that is settled, it's not considered an Eruv. So therefore, you didn't have to tell me a case of Hareva. Tell me a big Hadush. Even if you put it in a, in a settled city. So therefore, it's not going like Rabbi Akiva. Who is it going like? Ela Lav, the banan. Must be this is the opinion of the Hakamim. And what are the Hakamim teaching us? We're talking about a city that was what? No settlements. Why? Because we're comparing the city to the cave. And what does the Mishnah say? What does the Braitha say? The only reason why we consider it for Amot because he was there. Implying what? If he was not there, meaning he just sent his Eruv, you would not get for Amot. Who is that going like? The way that Yudamar Shimuel explained the Shita of Hakamin. That in a place where there's no residence, and you put your Eruv there, you do not get the Eter of for Amot. So we proved a Braita to support Shitat Hakamin. Understand the proof again? It can't be the Biakiva this Braita. Because the Biakiva would say, <laughs> not only in a case where you sent your Eruv where there's no dwellers, even if you sent your Eruv to a place where there was dwellers, you don't get that there. So tell me a big Eidush. This must be following who? Hakamin. But the way we're interpreting is comparing a Me'ara to the city. Just like the Me'ara, there was no dwellers. The city, there's no dwellers. Now I can go the other way. I can say, no, maybe the Me'ara is similar to the Eir. And I'll tell you, we're talking about a city that has dwellers and the Me'ara has dwellers. And that's what the Gibraltar will do right now. The Gibraltar says, Lo Tema, don't say that. Don't compare the city to the Me'ara. Ela Ema say, Me'ara Dumya Di'ir. And I'll say what? Ma'ir Yesheva. Just like we're talking about a settled city. At Me'ara Yesheva. Rabbi Akivai. And I can tell you the author of that bright is indeed Rabbi Akiva. That says what? The Amar. Meaning, normally the Akiva will say, even if you sent Eruv to a city that's settled, you don't get uh, four Amot, the uh, whole city. You have to go 2,000 Amot from the Eruv. But if you were there, he's more there. If you're there, then already the whole city is considered four Amot. That's the case of the Ibraita. The Ibraita is talking about a settled city. And a settled Me'ara. And therefore, what's the Hadush of the Ibraita? That if you're there, according to the Akiva, you get the whole Me'ala and the whole Eir. But if you said Jeruv, it would not be considered for... So then we have no proof for Shittat Hakim. I can interpret the Braita like Shittat Rabbi Akiva. So comes the Gemara and says, What are you talking? The Braita said, even if you're in a Me'ala, like the Me'ala of Now the Me'ala of did not have any dwellers in there. 
So therefore it's clear we're talking about a ma'ara without dwellers. And therefore we're talking about a city without dwellers. And therefore, must be we're coming to prove shitat hakamim. That what? In a city where there's no dwellers, what? Because you were there, it's considered for amot. But if you sent Yairuv, it would not be. Right? Must be Akim, because according to the Akiva, even if you sent your, you sent Yairuv to a place where there was dwellers, it would not count. So therefore, the Gemara is proving you that this must be like Hakamim. Again, how? Because you mentioned Me'arat Sitkiyahu. Yes? Was there anybody living in Me'arat Sitkiyahu? No. So therefore, we have to say that what? We want to keep the cases the same. And what is the Brayta saying? Only if you were there is it considered for Amot. But if you sent Yairuf, no, that's Shitat, Hakamin. So the Gemara says, no, no proof. We didn't say the cave of Sidkiyahu, we said like the cave of Sidkiyahu. It's like it in some ways and it's not like it in some ways. But it's not like the cave of Sidkiyahu. Meaning, we were just trying to give you a case where it's a big cave. was really talking about a cave that was settled. I said, I said, I was just discussing a big cave because we're trying to discuss, you know, the benefits of getting the Fu'amot. So we discussed a big case. We gave Kim'arat Sitkiyahu, but it's not exactly Ma'arat Sitkiyahu. We're talking about a cave that had residents. Also, let's go back. If you had a cave that had residents, and we want to make the cases the same, so the city also had residents. And what's the Brayta saying? Davka, because you were there, do you get? The whole cave and the whole city. But if you said Yairuv, according to the Akiva, you don't get the whole city and the whole cave. So therefore, the doesn't throw us off. We can still learn it like the Akiva. The Pedic concludes with one last story. Mor Yehuda. Ashkehinu libne Mabrachta. Mor Yehuda found the people of the city of Mabrachta. They put their Eruv in the synagogue. The synagogue called Be'agubar was at the border of the city. So that's where they stored uh, the Eruv. Now, the synagogue of Be'agubar was very big. Okay? So when they stored it, there was a question, where are they going to put it? Are they going to put it at the front door of Be'agubar? Or they're going to put it at the back wall of Be'agubar. Now, this would mean that they're interested in maybe extending their 2,000 amma based on where the Eruv is. So they put it in the synagogue. Now watch what happened. They weren't careful to put it at the back wall of the synagogue. Uh, they held that even if they put it at the front door that's closer to the city, uh, you can count uh, Fu'amot, it's all considered Fu'amot, the whole uh, synagogue, you can count it uh, to the end wall. Amar Lehu, Samori Yehuda saw what they did. He said, Givu betfeh. Put it in. What are you doing? You're limiting yourself. Take the Eru, put it in the back wall of the synagogue. Givu betfeh, put it inside. Ki hechid denishterem lechutfeh. In order that you'll get more... Uh, more space. Obviously, he was found in Shitab Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva held what? When you're not there, 
and you're just putting in the Eruv, you go 2,000 from the spot. Whereas Hashemim held what? When you put the Eruv in an area that's enclosed, like the city, you get the whole dwelling, you get the whole city. So therefore, technically, they were following Shitat Hashemim. The whole Begubar is considered for Amor. Therefore, it doesn't matter where you put the Eruv. You can walk the whole cave, you can walk the whole city, you can walk the whole synagogue. So Moriu, that came along and said, oh, oh, what are you doing? Get, get, gain some footage. Put it, put it back. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar le Rabah. So Rabah tells Moriu, Palga'a? What are you arguing on Shitat HaChemim? You came along now to tell the opinion of the Rabbi Akiva, Be'erubin le Tehash lehad Rabbi Akiva. In the laws of Erubin, we do not suspect to the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, because we learned many times, Erubin goes, Lekula. So then, first of all, Yahid Rabbim, Malacha, Kerabim. But not only that, in Erubin you go, Lekula. So then, when you came now to argue and tell us, Mahmir Shitab, Rabbi Akiva, therefore you can put the wherever you want. Because bottom line, it's all considered like, for Amot, and you can carry, you can walk from the furthest point, 2,000 Amah. Hadran, Alach, Ketzad, Me'abberin. Baruch Adon, Ya'olam, Amen, Amen. To all our listeners of the Daf Yomi, to make Masechet Erubin a little easier, uh, we are using a sefer called Hamaor Hamivuar. It is put out by Me'orot Daf Yomi. It is available in bookstores. It has a lot of different pictures of the different cases throughout the Masechet. And it goes according to the Dapim. So whenever we mention, and there's also a number next to each picture that goes out, goes throughout the Masechet. So whenever we mention a number of a picture, for example, see picture number 52, we're referring to uh, picture number 52 in that book. So I would advise our listeners to get the sif and follow along, uh, just so you can know exactly the configuration of the situation that we are talking about. The school of Mitzvot.